0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Top Shelf Creator. On today's episode, we talked with Thomas Jordan, who has 10 years of broadcasting experience and helps podcasters become expert interviewers so they can create unlimited content and showcase their expertise without having to do how-to content. On today's episode, we talked to him about getting your message out there with podcasting and genius ways that you can do that without having to be connected to your computer all the time so stay tuned hi i'm cabrina budwell and you are about to experience the best way to create a thriving creator business online from other creators just like you who are making a full-time living doing what they love We are here to help you create a sustainable business that helps you more than survive, but thrive. Get ready, because this is the first Creator Podcast to give you clarity, strategy, and tactical solutions to position yourself in the market, create systems that convert, and harness your influence to scale your community. Welcome to the Top Shelf Creator Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Top Shelf Creator. I'm here with Thomas Jordan, who is an expert in many things, but specifically podcasts, podcast interviews with an immense amount of knowledge in YouTube as well. So for all of us who are creating podcasts, video first podcasts, trying to create all of this content to get out there into the world, Thomas, I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us really how you got into this and what made you interested in it.
1: Well, Cabrina, thank you so much for having me. So it all started, uh, and I'm going to date myself here, is when I saw Carson Daly on MTV when we first got cable on a little show called TRL, which is Total Request Live. And I saw this guy on TV, and I was like, wait a minute. This dude gets paid to talk to celebrities, play games on TV, gets to interview all the bands that I listen to, and you get paid for it? I was like, I want to do that. Um And yeah, it just kind of went from there. And it was weird because I never knew what he actually did or what the title was. Like now it's TV host. Well, back then it was VJ, but I didn't know what that was. I just know I wanted to interview people all the time and trying to like explain stuff was difficult. And like, there was no courses on how to film this sort of stuff. Like you just don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. But I finally figured that I've always just had a, passion for interviewing people and hearing people's stories and telling people's stories because I never truly, I always make the joke that I don't really have a God given talent like singing, dancing, or, you know, whatever, but I, I I can talk to anybody. Like, I'm just so curious to hear their stories. I'm obsessed with like the creative process, which led me into news. I did broadcast news for about five years or 10 years, but the first five was uh weather guy, which was fun. I could do an awesome seven-day forecast. And um was doing general assignment news, but my whole ultimate goal was to get to e News at the time, rest in peace, because it doesn't exist anymore. But all of the people who are working there did news. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just do that and transition. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got to LA, my dream job and Got to interview all the stars and stuff like that. That was super cool and super surreal. But it's like, I just wanted more. Like, I wanted to have more conversations with these people. Like I said, I don't care about the movie they did. I'm more focused on the process. And now it's kind of even gone into like creatives on TikTok, YouTube, on some of these people who are just like so talented and like super niches. Like, there's a guy who I want to interview who's like really good with uh, stick handling for hockey. And it's just like the talent on this guy is unreal. So it's like, I'd rather hear his story than, you know, what Brad Pitt's doing next, which is still cool. That is, it's the, that's still, it's cool, but I'm more obsessed with the process. And it's one of those things where I looked at myself one day as like, if I could do something all day, every day without getting paid, what would you do? This is what I would do all the time. It's like finding your Dharma as one of our business coaches likes to say.
0: Yes. And it's interesting that you said that you didn't actually know what to call them when you started looking into this, because isn't that the same thing that we all feel when we're starting to get into what we are as a creator? What are we doing? How are we taking all of these different aspects of ourselves and putting it into what it is? And I know you and I have talked about this on the side of like, how do I put myself into a box enough to where people understand what I do without putting myself into a box. And I think that that's something that we do as podcasters of you still need to be able to transmit that idea to people without having to worry about what does this look like long term as, oh, I'm just a strategist. I'm just a podcast interview. I'm just a YouTuber. And yeah. you know,
1: no, no, I was, uh, I, I, it's, it's funny you say that because yeah, I hear YouTubers say it a lot where it's like, oh, I'm a YouTuber and it's like people, that's what people's brains like fire off or it's like, oh, cause how do you explain Like you just said, how do you explain to somebody like for me, if somebody called me a podcaster, I've thought about this a handful of times. It's like, yeah, I'm a pot. It's like, yeah, I'm, I would call myself a business owner, or an entrepreneur first And the way I get my message out is through podcasting. Yes. But I feel like it's everybody, if the same thing with YouTubers, how do you explain, you know, shooting, writing and editing and putting all your videos up on YouTube and TikTok and things like that. Same with um, podcasting and video podcasting. I need to, I have all those skills that I do teach in my programs of how to shoot, write, edit, Mm -hmm. but a main specific on interviews because- I want people to hear stories. You can, I mean, we'll get into that here in a second, but yeah, it's trying to explain to people what we do is still, (laughs) still a process.
0: Yes. Well, we're creating something that, you know, 10 years ago, we weren't in school thinking to ourselves, man, I'm going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to be a podcaster. I'm going to do like Gen Z. They have the ability to be like, oh yeah, this stuff has been around since I was conceived. But those of us in the millennial generation and Gen X are, okay, well, what does this look like? What does this new creator economy look like that we've literally created from scratch as we're saying, hey, I can help you with these things. And I think that's one of the valuable things about these conversations is we get to explain to people and educate them on why podcasts are important why video podcast is the best way to do things how to create content how to use all of these things on youtube so if you want to tell us a little bit more i know you just mentioned the storytelling and the importance of podcast interviews and why that is the thing that you landed on
1: yeah and it goes back to what i said about like focusing on like my dharma right as far as like what i was put here to do and like be able to communicate and have people tell stories and just be passionate about that. But it also translates to business really well too, because you've seen what I've started to do as far as like video podcast interviews, right? Like even like this, if we talk for, and the importance of it is because I feel like every day, new creators will go through, and this is with podcasters and anybody working with video, is they get caught on that hamster wheel of content where it's like, I got to post all the time. I got to post every week. I got to post every day. And you can do that for a while, but then you just hit a wall where you're just like, it's just exhausting and you burn out. But with podcast interviews, there's just so many benefits. Like this interview here, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 an hour, if we go back and edit this interview, you have like the last interview I did, I had over 30 pieces of content for TikTok and YouTube. And you could easily make that 60 by just re-upload or like, like if you're going to post 30 clips on TikTok, repost that when you're done scheduling. So now you've got 60. It's almost like creative laziness, if you will. Cause like, don't get me wrong. I mean, and another reason is like how to content we talked about educating and it's like how many how to content or how many how to content videos can I do before I want to punch myself in the face? Mm-hmm. Like tip number one, tip number two, you got to do this, like what everybody else is doing and that's fine. And I'll still do them, but that is not where I, I would rather teach through interviews and show my expertise through interviews. Plus your networking, Like we met in a business group and, you know, I mean, it's, but for other people who don't have business groups, you build your, I used to say it all the time, you build your network and your net worth. Like I know you love going to these big conferences and meeting people and networking. I do too, but I'm also lazy and I don't want to leave my house. So I'd rather just do something like this and be able to connect and network that way instead of like shaking hands, getting business cards and not mm-hmm. dubbing that down whatsoever, but that is another way or another reason why podcast interviews are so important. So it's like the content you could have create a limited content. You could build your network for your business. It gives you a voice. There's a lot of CEOs and a lot of digital business owners right now just aren't like, I feel like there's a huge thing with even corporate America where there's just no transparency. And if you're a CEO and you've got a podcast, I feel like it gives you that, it humanizes you a little bit and that we're, and almost maybe able to draw certain people to you, you know? So there's that. uh, I mean, there's just a slew of reasons why people should be doing way more podcast interviews. Plus it's fun. Like we can talk to the camera all day and that's fine. But like, I would rather sit and talk to you for another hour. So it's like that human yeah. interaction, right? Of course, I'd rather be in person, but you know, I can't drive to Colorado at this point, mm-hmm. but you get that human interaction, which is always you can't there you can't put a price on that.
0: Yeah, well, and to piggyback on that, we became fast friends during the pandemic when nobody was getting together. Mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where we were just in a meeting together, and I was like, hey, I like you. Let's get to know each other and it has become a very fun relationship. And even though we haven't met in person, we still know each other fairly well, I would Mm -hmm. say. And the nice thing about this networking that we're doing is that instead of just talking to the camera by ourselves, we're creating something together and other things come out. There's connections that happen. There's ideas that happen. There's brainstorming. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I would have never gotten here by myself. But because of the collaboration, we're able to not just make content for ourselves, which is fantastic, and stay within our genius because I'd much rather do this than try and sit down and bang my head against a wall of all of the content that I'm supposed to be creating so that I can have three or six TikToks a day and put stuff on Instagram and do all of these things that we get overwhelmed with when I could just record three or four different podcasts and chop everything up.
1: Yep. And no, you hit the nail on the head and it's just that we talk about this too, Is like the messaging too, whether it's your message or what you want to communicate with other people. I would rather teach through podcast interviews as opposed to doing tips one, two, and three. I know tips one, two, and three are good for like short form content, but like, it also, it just helps as a creative and to hone your message. Cause when you say it a bunch of times, like, you know my message and it's like, okay, I've said these things a hundred times and I've gotten my reps in, but what if I say something that I've never said before? Like I've got my pen ready with my desk here and I can write that down. Like it just flushes Mm -hmm. out because whether people realize it or not, you're just getting better. You're with podcast interviews. Obviously Your interviewing skills, your communication skills, your expertise, explaining what you do, getting more confident and like pitching products and stuff, eventually you get so good enough. Like you're just, your communication level just levels up. You start speaking on stages. If you're low, you can start uh, contacting your lo- local news affiliates, radio, like podcast. That's why I'm just so like tripling down on podcast interviews. Cause there's all, I think there's a, so many benefits that people just aren't, they don't realize they're doing
0: hmm Well, and it makes it so easy for all the other aspects of business to fall into place because you're already doing these big things. One of my favorite things to do is be on other people's podcasts. One, because it promotes myself and my business as well as the networking piece. But then if I have an idea, I can go ahead and try it on somebody and see how it hits. I've had a couple of things where you know it doesn't hit at all, but then I've had others where people are like, oh my God, I've never thought about it that way. That makes so much sense. And you're like, oh, I hadn't really thought that that was going to hit because we get so close to our businesses and the message that we have and we're passionate about it. But then you hear yourself say it 15,000 times, knowing that people need to hear it because the algorithm's not always going to send them every piece of content that you put out there. But just remembering that coming back to it again and again. That's why we watch the same movies again. That's why we hang out with the same people because we like that familiarity and being able to, it teaches you how to take your message and say it in different ways so that it hits differently, even if people are hearing it again.
1: Yeah. And I don't, and for people who are just starting, like whether you're just a you know, just starting your podcast or getting started with, you know, marketing or building your course as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, like. Eventually, I would almost consider messaging almost a little advanced now because I'm just now over this past year refining my message, and that's the thing. it's just it's like anything else with interviews with video and anything else your your message, you just need to do it a thousand times and then do it again and again and again until you know exactly what to you know as exactly what to say, exactly what to do. I'm still. I mean, in this interview, you'll hear me stumble, which is fine because I still haven't. I'm very transparent in the fact that I have my pillars to success in my program, but my message isn't so dialed in, but I do know what I stand for and I know what works. Efficiency experts, technology, I know how to do all that, but I'm still learning as well. And things like this, podcasts and podcast interviews like this definitely help with that as well.
0: And messaging is a living, breathing thing. It's not something that I think any of us, even the experts get to a point where they have it down 100% because you're always making connections of here's this new thing that's happened. Here's this new experience that I've had that I've been able to pull in. So You're going to see the most authentic people still stumble over themselves if they are still becoming anew all the time and they're not just regurgitating the same information. Which you can absolutely have seasons of, of this is my message and I'm just going to regurgitate the same thing. But ideally, we're looking at it like a giant staircase from the top down of like we're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it so that we become the masters of what we're talking about and we can connect the pieces for people. And I think that that's something that you do on the podcast interview side as well as the YouTube side. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because that was really a Great background for you as far as getting in front of people and creating an audience and having that face time with them.
1: Yeah, and putting everything on YouTube because I mean my hyper focus is podcast interviews, but part of that um, part of the pillars of my program one is the production side, so a huge emphasis on video. And right now, um, I know Spotify has video, which is great, mm-hmm. but Spotify is not a search engine. YouTube is. YouTube is, I believe, the hardest social media platform. I wouldn't even call it a social media platform. It is just a beast. But once you understand it and how it works, the discoverability on YouTube will 10X any other one. Now, I could hear, I could make the argument of TikTok, but like I haven't seen or heard, like, done a deep dive into conversion rates with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I said, if you were curious, if you had a podcast and wanted to start a podcast about that, you, you, you could go down that rabbit hole and talk to creators about conversion rates. I mean, that's a whole podcast in itself. It's like convert you, whoever's listening should start a podcast called convert this or something social media conversion, something, and just see what it is. But with YouTube, like they you said, it's a search engine and it's owned by Google so the job security is there and even though like if you were to i started a separate channel for my podcast on YouTube and i think i have like four or five subscribers and my the viewership is you know anywhere between 10 and 200 right which doesn't seem like a lot and but it's the perspective too like if you were to put 200 people in a room that's a lot of people and right. i think people glorify like oh, you only have 800 views. It's like, have you tried to start YouTube yet? My point is to put your podcast like long form on YouTube and you could even do the clips. Joe Rogan was the first to my knowledge to do something like this. He had his main podcast on one channel and then he had clips. Well, I'm doing a different strategy because I'm already immersed with YouTube and doing the teaching side. So I put all the clips on TikTok because that's where the attention is now. Now people could be like, well, you're going to put it on shorts. It's like, well, I don't want to be everywhere like Gary Vee yet because you're just, he's got a team of 25 people. If you try to do it yourself, it's exhausting. Even what I do, all my content is long form so I can chop it up later. Like I do a thing called podcast interview breakdowns where I am basically commenting in an educational way of how to do podcast interviews with like celebrity interviews, because there's a lot of times, like, let's be honest, a lot of them are just starting and they're just learning too. So their knowledge of how to interview somebody isn't as much as I, so I just like interject in an educational specific way. But in doing that, I get to teach and I'm trend surfing. So more eyeballs, I was just looking at my views of my last five or six videos And they're over an hour long and they're almost to a thousand per, which once again, doesn't sound like a lot, but my, I am racking up our like monetization hours on YouTube. New people are like, there's a thing in the analytics where it shows like a line of subscribers And then there's the new people and my new people thing is off the charts Mm -hmm. and I'm getting so many new eyeballs and I don't, to be honest, I don't even expect any conversions yet. Cause my, honestly, I'm going to do my best, but my messaging isn't downright. And until I know exactly what I want to do, who I want to help and what, like I'm almost like I've got the ballpark, but I don't have like the meat. So once, so I'm not really expecting too many conversions, but YouTube is the way to go for longer form content, but just content in general. Cause especially with podcasting, you're, it's searchable. So if you and I, if you just, if you, you know how to do, you could literally label this interview, how to do a podcast interview or how to put a podcast on YouTube, if that was our, you know, but it's just like, people are searching for it. And if you interview like a bigger name, like a celebrity or a bigger Influencer, even though I hate that word, but somebody who's ha- uh, not higher value—it's the word. I'm just higher tier, where mm-hmm. you would have to like
0: we have like, more go- followers.
1: Yeah, um mm-hmm. you when you put their name in the title, like I just interviewed a YouTuber Lizzie Pierce. She's associated with Peter McKinnon, and the only people who really know who these people are is if you're in the videography, photography space. But she's got about 235 plus thousand subs on Mm -hmm. um, on YouTube and Justin Brown from primal video is a good example too. Mm -hmm. You put their name in first and then it's like Lizzie Pierce talks how to be a photographer, how to make money in photography or Justin Brown, how to get a million subscribers on YouTube because people are searching that like, I can't emphasize it enough. Like your stuff needs to be on YouTube. Do YouTube for the long form stuff, then chop it up and put it on TikTok. But yeah, Yeah.
0: I know that was long.
1: I know that was long winded, but I, yeah, just YouTube is the way to go.
0: And you bring up a couple of really good points of yes, TikTok is where things are. And there is an amount of SEO that we're as, Business owners are still figuring out. There hasn't been anybody that I've seen that has really nailed what that looks like because I think TikTok's still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. But also, you have other opportunities to post other places. If you want to post to YouTube Shorts Fantastic, which has been around since 2020 and has tons of views on it, it's just we don't talk about it as much as we do TikTok because TikTok's in the news, it's more common vernacular. Than YouTube shorts. But the thing that I love about YouTube and how I got into this whole idea and what we connected over originally was um, from Tim Ferriss, because he would put everything out there and then put all these tiny little clips. And I was like, this is genius, because you've got all of this content. And that's the one thing that we all bitch about is the fact that it takes so much time to get out there. And we just want to be doing the thing that we're the best at.
1: Mm hmm. Yep. And also to kind of piggyback off that it's like post with, like, even though like my strat, like post with purpose, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm hyping up like YouTube and TikTok, but once again, don't try to be like Gary V and try to be everywhere unless you have a team to help you. Mm -hmm. But that is part of, that's going to be, I think, a bonus in my course to show people how to do that so they can set their team up to do that. But it's like, it doesn't, if it doesn't make sense, if I'm telling you to go to YouTube and you're like, I really don't feel like YouTube. I feel like um, my audience is on LinkedIn or it's on TikTok or it's on Pinterest. Then do that. But I think there's just this weird societal, creative hole that we fall into where it's like we have to be everywhere. We have to be seen everywhere. No, because the whole repurposing of content of just taking a clip like that and splitting it up and just putting it like repurposing because I see people like one of the biggest mistakes I see people do with YouTube is they'll do like a Facebook live or something and then upload it to YouTube. Well, it just doesn't make sense for the platform. Like you would have to go in and chop it up and edit it, put a different intro on it. Uh, But there's different rules to the exception. It's like chopping it up and throwing spaghetti at the wall at TikTok. Like I just chopped up this one podcast interview breakdown. I've got like 35 pieces of content. I'm literally just throwing it at the wall just to see what sticks. Yeah. So it really just depends which platform like people need to understand how to communicate their message on each platform and then kind of go from there. Like start with YouTube, see how it works. Start with TikTok. Actually, you know what? Probably start with TikTok just to get the ball rolling and the juices flowing because it's so easy just to hit the damn record button. And you and I, I know that's another with passionate podcasters or people who've got you know online businesses or experts or innovators whatever want to start a podcast they're worried about the equipment and how we're going to look and i you we even got in it. this you're like i need to get this right. camera da, 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 da. i'm like new no. new no. like i'm literally using like lighting goes a long way i granted this is a new macbook but i'm using the the in video thing but if you turn this If I were to turn this laptop around, I've got my good, my cinema camera with my teleprompters Mm -hmm. that eventually I'm going to connect, but this is just so much easier and you just, people got to just get started, treat it like no one's watching and just post and just get better and better and better.
0: Well, and that's another thing that you have to get used to as far as a podcast versus getting on TikTok because there are so many filters. I mean, even myself, my coach, I was like, so how do I make, we're using Riverside for the podcast. And I was like, so how do I make it more like Zoom, where it makes it, you know, smooth out skin, makes you look all great, and you don't have to really think about it as much. And he was like, get over yourself, dude. Just get on there and get stuff out there. And he's like, nobody's real anymore. And it made me think of, you know, we're all trying to be authentic and be real and all these things. But yet we're sitting here with all these filters going, okay, which one makes me look the best while I'm here? So I think that there's benefits to being on all these different platforms, because ultimately as entrepreneurs and as creators, we got into this because we had a passion. And then we find out that there is no work-life balance like we were taught in school. And we're trying to figure out who we are and how do we make work and being ourselves part of the same thing so that we can show up authentically, whether it's a bad hair day or not. And be like, this is the message that I have. And if you don't like one or one random thing about me, then please swipe up. Yep.
1: Yep. No. And that's part of, that's one of my pillars too, is in the, like the production side, like even Riverside, but like the camera, I know you wanted like a fancy camera, right. And you had the Logitech one. We just now fixed it before this interview. So just pointed down, lighting goes a long way. Like Here's a pro tip. Stop using ring lights. People use ring light. Like what people don't understand about ring lights. And I know there's a lot of experts out there that like promote this thing. And that's like part of their program is to like, we need this diva ring light or whatever. It's like, yo, the ring light, what people don't understand is it's harsh light. And especially for women who, if you have harsh light, you're going to see, all those That's things, wise. you're not a huge fan. Yeah, you see all the lines, all the creases, everything. Yeah. Why would you do that? You wouldn't. So you, if you can just get, uh, I wish I could show you, but they're called soft boxes, but you can mm-hmm. get like two soft boxes uh, from this brand called Newer or Newer or whatever on Amazon for less than a $100. They're a little big and bulky, but they're light, but they will make it, it's kind of like, it uh, like if you were to go outside and shoot content outside, people are like, oh, it's sunny out. Let's go. No, that's harsh light. If you go outside when it's cloudy out, that is the best natural light is the cloud. Cause it's diffused. And that's mm-hmm. what those things do. Now the ring light doesn't have a diffuser. And I wouldn't say Chuck the ring light. Cause the reason my background is so lit up is because it's not a ring light, but it's harsh light. It's an led light shooting up against the wall behind me. So that, and it makes sense to do that, but I'm telling you, lighting goes a long way. I have two soft boxes right here to my right and left, and it's just smooth. I don't have any filters on. It's not the camera, whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's going to make it 10 times better than a ring light. Like, And you can even see it in my eyes a little bit where the lights are. Just please stop using ring lights.
0: Yeah. Well, and see, that's something that I stopped using ring lights primarily because of my glasses, because even I've got two soft boxes as well Mm -hmm. from being a photographer and you can still kind of see them in my glasses, depending on where my head is. And it's figuring out how to make it as natural as possible with using the natural light that you have if you have a window. and. Giving yourself the ability to where if I want to record an episode at night, it's not the end of the world because I can light my background with an extra light. And like you were saying, get on Amazon, find some really easy lights, and we can put some in the show notes for you and make it to where it's simple and it's something that you can have set up all the time. So that all you have to do is pop these things on and be like, hey, let's just do this. Let's make content. Let's, I have this great idea. And like we've said in other episodes of creating a space to capture that inspiration and that genius so that when you get to the spot, it's easy to say, okay, cool. I have my list of things that I'm going to talk about today and just get it done so that you can cut it up and post it.
1: Yep. And that's another thing with natural light that could be like, I would almost advise people to not use your window, unless even though the lighting is so good, unless you're doing short form content. Because what happens, it's like okay, it's a sunny day and you know, whatever you've got great lighting, but what's going to happen is this like your lighting's going to change, like mm-hmm. you, these clouds are going to move over and it's going to mess up your camera. So control, like it's a beautiful day here in Atlanta right now, gorgeous day, no humidity, but I've got blackout curtains. You can get them from target you can or uh costco i mean you could take a black sheet and staple it to the wall to like make sure there's no light and then get these two or three you know soft boxes and make yourself look awesome so you have control of consistent lighting and not have to worry about you know if the sun's gonna move but if it's like short form content like tiktok and you can knock it out real quick sure but yeah the more you can control with your lighting the better
0: Yes. Well, and even with short form content, taking the ability because of the way that short form content works is being in different spots, doing weird things, having weird lighting is okay for that because that's what captures people's attention in those moments. Longer form content, we need to have more control over so that we can play with it.
1: Yep. And even like depending on what time you're, like I said, that goes to the time of day because a lot of content creators and podcasters You know, especially with podcast interviews, you're on somebody else's schedule. So you're either running your business, your side hustle or your work at, you know, let's just say from nine to five. And then by, you know, you got to eat dinner by the time you're done today, like it's dark out. So it's Mm -hmm. like to have a studio like kind of set up like I've done and you have done as well where you can just sit down and record. That is best. But mm-hmm. yeah, to go back to whether you're doing podcast interviews, video podcasting, YouTube, any type of content creation with video, have a designated space and ha- and be able to control the lighting like black, use blackout curtains. You don't want any natural light coming in. So you can film at three in the morning or seven at night or at noon and it look consistent. Yes.
0: And this goes for a lot of pieces in your business, whether you're recording course content or trying to put together something that has to have video with it. When it's just ready to go, it doesn't matter anymore. It's not we're trying to make this as simple as possible so that you can create in the moments that you have the space to create versus, hey, I have to go set all this up and do all these things. And um, that's why I hate the idea of like side. I understand side hustle. But at the same time, I think we get that stuck in our head of it always has to be hard. Mm -hmm. And the whole point behind what Thomas and I are saying is that this doesn't have to be hard. This can be really, really easy for you to sit down, tell us your genius and walk away and still have tons of content, whether you have a nine to five, this is your full time gig or you're trying to get into this for the very first time.
1: Yep. And we talked about, you know, keeping it simple. And I think we've used the phrase, if you're, if it's hard, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that's with the grain of salt, because everything like nothing's ever easy. Right. Mm-hmm. But even whether like with podcast interviews, like part of my program and what makes my Program unique is one of my pillars is presence. And I have been on camera for 10 years. I've worked on TV for 10 years, interviewed celebrities, yada, yada, yada. But that whole time, I've always been into fit health and fitness and taking care of myself. And I believe that is one aspect that people like put on the sidelines Mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of the people that, you know, I talk to clients and students, a lot of people say horrible, horrible, horrible things to themselves, whether it's acne or their weight or just the way they feel. And I went through a whole fitness journey recently where I lost, I went from 220 to 158. So I lost 50, no, 61 pounds. And it was too much, but it was just like a goal I wanted to hit. But I fin- after doing all the fad diets, after, I mean, paleo, keto, Whole30, Atkins, I've done it all. But I finally figured out what worked for me and kept it simple with like intermittent, intermittent fasting mixed with like calorie tracking. But it's almost like in a fun way. I, get, I made it a game so it's more fun and sustainable. And I did it without giving up pizza, cake, chicken wings. Like I was eating all that stuff. You were with me through some, most of of it. Yeah. And I was eating like full fledged pizza. Right. And it's just, it's all. And, but the thing is, it's like I want to teach people that the health and fitness industry demonizes tracking what goes into your body because even I just like everybody else, I fall off the wagon from time to time. I overeat all the time, stress eat and I feel like crap, but then after getting back on track for two, three days, I feel like a completely different person. And whether people want to believe it or not, that bleeds through on camera. Yes. Like if you, I guarantee you after like two or three days, you will feel 10 times better about yourself and you just create more content. Like, and when people don't believe me, it's like, okay, create what you're going and then we're going to get you where you want to be. And then Mm -hmm. compare the two. I mean, you could just see it. You want to be on camera. Your, your skin's looking good. You're looking slimmer. Like you just, and that's the thing. And I, I'm not trying to sound like a weight loss infomercial, but it's like, I don't think I added this to the program to make it as unique as possible because there's no one else out there teaching or putting, I think a super importance on health and fitness. And, you know, and I'm not doing anything revolutionary. I'm just sharing what worked for me and you still get to create content and create like it's just i'm telling you it'll bleed through like you would not believe
0: yeah and i we've definitely had this conversation a lot over the last year and a half or so of feeling good about yourself the way that you talk to yourself what you're putting in your body what you're doing even if you're not in this to lose weight or anything like that it just it comes down to just authentic presence of i feel good enough as myself to where if I'm standing on stage in a live capacity or I'm on my own podcast or on somebody else's podcast, I can fully be myself without in the back of your head going, oh my gosh, I've got acne or oh my gosh, I wish that I was this size or "You know, this doesn't look that great on me or I haven't figured out what colors are best for me in general. And there's so many different parts of presence that I love that you talk about because it's not something that we focus on. We're just like, oh, create content, create content, create content. But we're not actually focusing on what are the little pieces that when you're watching somebody in a TED talk or you're watching Gary Vee, you're like, there's something special about this. And one of the things that you can do is just flip through TikTok, flip through YouTube, whatever your uh, choice is there and see who is catching your interest, who you're like, I wish that they were my friend. If I could reach out to them and be buddies with them, what are they doing differently than the other people that I've skipped by and really analyzing that? And I think that that's something that you do very well. And I know you mentioned your program a little bit. If you'd like to talk about what that looks like if when people do work with you. And what capacity that, that you have.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to have to be quick because I'm getting the notification for my computer about to die. So, yeah, so I don't even have an official name yet, but it's like the pro, the, I don't have an official name yet, but it focuses on three pillars and that's presence, production, and crap. I can't remember the other one because now I'm rush present. Help me out here. I'm. Uh, it's presence, pr- production, and what was the other one? uh Process.
0: I don't, yeah. see, I don't even you know.
1: I just had a brain fart. So yeah, <laughs> it happens we'll, we'll get into the process part uh, another time, but it's mainly to get, you, you know, you're started You get with the presence. Also, we just went over like feeling good about yourself. It's not about just weight loss. Like you said, it's also teaching people how to be your authentic self because a lot of the time we try to mimic other people. Like people are mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be like Casey Neistat. So they do everything Casey Neistat does, but now you're just a carbon- you're the Walmart version, right? So I teach you how to be yourself, and we even worked. Like I even let you know when you post. I'm like, this more of that, more of that. Yeah. That's the one I know because some people, you know, we fear fear of judgment, fear of success, whatever it may be. We get you that out there. But also uh, another pillar in the production side is the podcast interviews, getting higher profile people, celebrities on your podcast, and creating unlimited content so you don't get uh, stuck on that hamster wheel. But yeah, we will put all that information in the description as well. Like I said, we're, I don't know when my computer's going to die, but I hope it doesn't do it before we do this. <laughs>
0: yes. And so finally, if you just want to let us know where we can find you, so that people listening that don't see the show notes can just type it into Instagram or wherever you want them to find
1: you. Uh, You can find me on TikTok at Thomas Jordan TV. Instagram is Thomas Jordan TV. And if you want to find me on YouTube, just for some reason, my name with the search, I don't know what's going on, but just type in like podcaster reacts, Thomas Jordan, Thomas Jordan, podcaster reacts, something I'll pop up. You can find me and I'll show you, I'll send you that link as well.
0: Yes. So all of these links will be in the show notes and you can easily find those at topshelfcreator.com and Thomas, thank you so much for all of your knowledge. And we'll definitely have you back to talk more about all of these different pieces and maybe we can break it up and really give people the to scoop of what does this look like to actually be in podcasting as a vehicle, in YouTube as a vehicle, and not just be a podcaster or a YouTuber. It's you as you and using these as the way to get there.
1: Yep, exactly. And I can't, like I said, if anybody has any questions whatsoever, whether you're reaching out through you or just want to DM me directly, just let me know you came from Cabrina and we'll get you squared away.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to the Top Shelf Creator Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Top Shelf Creator podcast. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Top Shelf Creator. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love to see you share it with a friend and give us a review wherever you listen to help us reach more creators just like you.